Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, April 29th, 2021. I am Tell Me on the Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I'm arts and culture writer, Ashley Steves. As always, make sure that you're on our Patreon for Broadway Radio. That's patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. And, you know, we a couple of weeks ago, we began the show, I believe, with talking mm. about this immersive Great Gatsby. Because now that it's in, like, the zeitgeist <laughs> yeah. of what's, what's allowed to be, like, fucked with, um, we're just, this is going to be a nonstop thing, I feel like, for the show. I think so. I think so. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Absolutely. But I think you're right there. And I absolutely forgot about that. I forgot that it was actually like public domain stuff now. I think right. we're going to see 8 billion adaptations of it. <laughs> and we have one today. We literally have one today. So The Great Gatsby, a new musical was announced. Um, it's going to feature Florence Welch, which is, uh, you know, the front woman for Florence and the Machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, she will write the lyrics and compose the music with Thomas Bartlett, who collaborated with Suvine Stevens on Mystery of Love, which was the Oscar nominated song from Call Me By Your Name. It's been streamed mm, on my personal yeah. Spotify 100,000 times wow. when I'm taking a bath. <laughs> uh, so I'm excited about that collab. But Rebecca Frecknell, who recently oversaw a popular new version of Anton Chekhov, Three Sisters at London's Almeida right. Theater will direct. And the Polish-American playwright Martina Mayak, will, who won the Pulitzer Prize for Drama in 2018 for Cost of Living, will write the book. The mm, adaptation yeah. will be produced by Lynn Blavitnik um, of Moulin Rouge, Jagged Little Pill, et cetera, et cetera. Interesting, um, <laughs> those two credits. And the English singer-songwriter Amanda Ghost in association with Robert Fox, an executive producer of the Netflix series The Crown. Ooh. So this is just a, like a lot of white people being white. And <laughs> it really is. That was the whitest list of everything you could possibly list I saw, off. I saw your tweet, Ashley, about yeah. how you did not read this in high school. I was yeah. shocked. Well, uh, this is the thing I read. Okay, so (laughs) first of all, let me say I did not like The Great Gatsby. I read it not in school. And I think that's, Mm. I I will say straight up, I think a lot of people have an attachment to The Great Gatsby and think it's good because it's one of the classics that was shoved down a lot of people's throats in high school. And and therefore, you know, one one of the books that you read closest to being an adult because I think a lot of people stopped reading for fun (laughs) around that time and then read like six books ever because school. That's Um, correct. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't read Great Gatsby in high school. I think instead of that, we did like The Outsiders or something. I can't remember. Um, But it was that and it was Of Mice and Men in 1984 Mm -hmm. and a ton of Shakespeare. So that never ended up happening. And thankfully I liked most of what we read though i loathe a separate piece and don't ever talk to me about it um so i think a lot of people are attached to it and i think it's one of it's what it has the advantage that most people i would say have read it at least in that have gone through the american school system most people have read it and therefore it's something that when you say the great gatsby People mm-hmm. already have something in their brain, so an well, adaptation. They picture Robert Redford too. Like they, they picture Leo. They picture yep, like these exactly. insanely yeah. popular, you know, uh, figures in, in you know film history. And they've got the I, Baz, yeah, I, I they've got right. that, They've got that Baz Luhrmann adaptation in their head now. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want to do wasn't, with that, whatever. Wasn't there a Florence and the Machine song on that, or was Probably. that Lana Del Rey? 
Uh, oh, I think it was Lana. Uh, that, that, it was definitely Lana. There might have been Florence as well. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it was a very sexy soundtrack, I will it say. Was. It was very it sexy. Was. I'm not a um, Baz Luhrmann fan, and again, not a great <gasps> guest. I know, I'm sorry. This is, this that's is a, No, that's just a shock. <laughs> to me okay there you go yeah it's a contentious point it's a con- i didn't like moulin rouge the movie i didn't like great gatsby it's a whole thing okay um, well i love sequins so we differ i love sequins <laughs> but i don't like Baz Luhrmann. there's a very okay. se- there's a lot of separation here Interesting. um so i don't particularly care about this yeah. musical i think it's yeah good that we're getting something that seems like will bring in people because they have that association with it. And I do love Florence and the Machine. I'm a pretty big Florence and the Machine fan. So, and I, you know, give me anything from her. Uh, What's your favorite Florence song? Oh, God. I... Oh, um, I would have to say "Shake It Off" as like what I'm most attached to. Yeah, but, but all of that first album with Dog yeah, Cosmic Blazer, Love was my Cosmic absolute, Love is a good yeah. one. Howl is a great one. How mm-hmm. I probably sing around the house most often, just like <laughs> annoyingly, and my neighbors like begging me to stop. But yeah, I'll go. I will. I will. Definitely see this. <laughs> That's as far yeah. as I could commit to at this point. Being not yeah, a great Gatsby person. Yeah. I definitely romanticized the book and the film. And as I've grown older, does. kind of reevaluated it. Yes. And kind of gone like, okay, what did I like about this? That's you know what I mean? It, very much the case. Yeah. Like, do I liked Myrtle? Myrtle died. You know oh, what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, there's just so much. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm curious about this. I agree with you. Like, there's a lot. Like, our generation really likes a lot of the the musicians that are attached to this piece. So sure. I'm eager to see what comes out of it. Romanticize better classics. Uh, you know, yeah. read, read more books, please. Read a damn book. Read a book that's not Great Gatsby or Harry Potter, please. I beg of you. <laughs> you don't have to fight me on that yeah. one. <laughs> I never have, and I never will. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's take a moment to talk about our sponsor, Upstart. When it comes to paying off debt, it can often feel like an uphill battle. Literally, Ash and I just were talking about the crazy financial struggles (laughs) that are happening in life. And it's just like kookaloo. I know I dread looking at my credit card statement every month. I'm sure you do too. We don't blame you. Upstart can lift that weight off of your shoulders so you can finally feel the relief of being free from credit card debt. Yeah, no matter what your financial struggle is, whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, funding personal expenses, including moving expenses, which is what we were talking about, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. Unlike other lenders, Upstart looks at more than just that god-awful credit score. (laughs) I hate it so much. I'm going to say it every time. Get rid of it. Um, They look at your income and your employment history as well, which is the most important thing. Thank you very much. What they do is they give you a five-minute online rate check, and you get to see a rate up front for loans between $1,000 and $50,000. And you receive those funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Because when you need money, you need it now. It has to happen. So find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash Broadway. That's upstart.com slash Broadway. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Once again, go to upstart, U-P-S-T-A-R-T dot com slash Broadway. 
All right. So in other news, we're going to talk about the Williamstown Theater Festival. I'm always such a big fan of this. I think it's because my friend, shout out Joe Farrelly, uh, worked there. And um, he's always had the best things to say about that program. Very cool. Yeah. Williamstown Theater Festival has announced the recipient of the 2021 L. Arnold Weisberger New Play Award and the 2022 J. Harris Commission, as well as the recipients of the 2021 uh, WTF commissions through WTF's Andrew Martin Weber uh, new play and musical commissioning program. John J. Caswell Jr. is the L. Arnold Weisberg Award recipient for his play Wet Brain. In addition to Caswell, WTF has commissioned new works through the Andrew Martin Weber new play and musical commissioning program. Lee Edward Colston II, Erica Dickerson Dispenza, Tony Award winner Rick Elise from Jersey Boys, Peter and the Starcatcher, and The Forest of Arden. Pulitzer Prize finalist Madeline George, Carrie Perloff and James Anthony Tyler. Tony Award nominee's Best Wall is also a recipient in a nice. co-commission with Manhattan. Yeah, I know. I was like, ooh, I know she's Ashley's going to be excited yeah, about she's that. she's the best. <laughs> Me too. Uh, she's also uh, the recipient of the co-commission with the Manhattan Theater Club. So mm. this is all so exciting. Williamstown yeah. Theater Festival is set to return to live performances this summer, very which excited. shocked me. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm not too surprised by that, but that's very exciting. And obviously, congrats yeah. to everybody here and their excellent work as always. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, it's it's crazy to think that like we're going to be able to see new work as soon as this absurd, summer. Absurd, absurd. I can't wrap my brain around it yet. <laughs> I'm not there. I'm not. I'm. I will be running to whatever thing wants to invite me to anything. Um, but I'm just like my brain can't compute yet. Yeah. It's going to happen. All right. So up next in the news, O. Henry Productions and Stellar, in association with the Soho Theater, today announced the full cast for the transatlantic production of Herding Cats by Lucinda Coxon, combining live, in-person, and streamed theater, which I was like, what? How are they going to do this? Um, Anthony Banks directs uh, Jessa Lawalia from Forgotten and Peaky Blinders as Michael, Greg German, uh, Sophie Melville. The show has now added extra performances and will run uh, May 19th through the 22nd of this year with press performances on May 20th. Herding Cats is going to be a Stellar original production. We've been talking about Stellar a couple of weeks on the pod because they've been doing a lot of like streamed theater, but Soho Theater is very reputable. I'm very excited about that. A group of prominent Broadway theater producers whose shows include The Band's Visit. You're familiar, right? I've MJ heard it. the Musical. Yeah. Is that still happening? Um, I don't know if the MJ Musical is still happening. <laughs> we'll I've heard fi- it is. We'll um, find and out. Waitress. <laughs> yeah. It was Can't Stop Till You Get Enough. And then they changed the title right after that documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, August Osage County and Waitress, just to name a few, are teaming up with the Black Theater Coalition and Columbia University's Prince Fellowship to launch a major new nonprofit initiative to train and mentor a new generation of Black theater industry professionals. Yay! Yay. <laughs> we're getting there calling, someday. Yeah. yeah, but like this is the this is the stuff that we were talking about. You know what I mean? Like, how can you just expect there to be diversity in who's behind the table, quote unquote. When you're, we're when not, you're doing nothing to bring anybody up. When yeah. we're not ushering it in. So um, they're calling themselves the Theater Leadership Project. Uh, the organization will offer a program of three-year fellowships designed to diversify commercial theater's leadership. The fellowships are set to begin the fall of this year and will be open to candidates across the U.S. looking to build career in, careers in commercial theater, management, or production. They're going to have a general manager company, nice. manager fellowship, a three-year program, uh, and then a stage manager fellowship 
with also some uh, donations to the Cody Renard Richard Scholarship Program for Stage Management. Sweet. This is all fantastic. This is great. Yeah. More training, more incubators, more opportunities to, as you say, uh, usher in new talent, develop new talent, and bring in a gen- new generation of Black theater artists and exactly. leaders, especially leaders. That's we we've kept we keep saying that yes. Uh, you know, representation on the stage is important, but it's the most important thing is what is happening behind the scenes and at the top of the ladder. This is beyond important at this point. Exactly. So now we're going to talk about some galas. Do you love a gala? I love a gala. (laughs) We love a gala (laughs) on Broadway so a virtual gala uh, benefit on May 24th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, hosted by Amber Tamblin. Yes, my girl. Ooh. And featuring appearances by Uzo Adoba, Cesar Alvarez, and Cynthia Arrivo, and so many more. Um, yeah, that's the kind of virtual gala I want to say. Absolutely. I think it's the, they're doing performances for this, too. I think mm-hmm. one of them that they're doing is Goddess. I think they're doing Fairview, yes. which is one of my favorite plays ever written. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're doing um, selections from shows. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, just like they're exactly. going to show up and be like, I'm Uzo Aduba. Respect I mean, me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they could do that and get away with it. I would. Yes. I'd, I'd still pay for it. Oh, gosh. I used to see her at the Argo Tea in uh, Columbus Circle. <laughs> I know. I know. And you love she a was name just, drop. <laughs> I love a quit. Well, honey, I will and I shall. But like, it was always just so funny because she was so kind. I, I, I what I, Whenever I name drop in this way, I do it because I want people to know that besides like their work, they seem like a genuinely nice sure, person. Sure. You know what I mean? So if I'm over there sipping an Argo tea and Uzo is also sipping an Argo tea, I'm like, we are the same. Yes, obviously. <laughs> obviously. That's how it works. That's how it works. Yes. So Signature Theater, speaking of galas, will celebrate 30 years for uh, in 2021. And they're going to do an annual, uh, they're doing their annual gala three decades together. One Future for Us All on May 6th. The virtual event will feature a tribute to Anna DeVere Smith, who is the Off-Broadway's com- Off-Broadway Company's inaugural Signature Outstanding Artist Award. A 2020 gala set to honor the playwright and performer was canceled due to the pandemic, so we're excited that they're going to honor her anyways. In addition, yeah. the gala will also include performances by Dave Malloy and cast members from Signature's production of Lauren Yee's Cambodian Yay. Rock Band. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, uh, the list goes on and on. They've got Katori Hall, Dominique Mars. So Lynn Nottage, Courtney Reed, there's a ton of people attached to this. Not and too like, shabby. It's not bad, right? I feel like this is the only, hopefully not, but the only chance I will ever get to see Cambodian rock band in any form. You don't think that that's so going to come back sometime? I really hope it does, but it was, you know, I was so close to seeing it pre-pandemic and I just really wanted to. I'm going to pout about it. You should pout about it. I'm pouting. I'm pouting. You can't see me because yeah. this is a podcast, but here we are pouting. No, I can see it. All right, here are our feel-good recommendations. You can watch the animated music video for Jennifer Nettles' jazzy rendition of Sit Down, You're Rocking the Boat from Guys and Dolls. Are you a Jennifer Nettles fan? Because I sure am. Who isn't? Oh, my God. Voice of an angel. (laughs) I mean, I like um, my bonus dad has been in country radio for like 30 plus years. And he says the only time I know what a what a Rick Rick over here, Rick on the radio has. He Mm -hmm. said that he has never cried at a live event like the six three man is sitting here bawling at this acoustic <laughs> set that Jennifer Nettles did fifteen years ago, and he still talks about Beautiful. it. He's like, "That's the most powerful voice I've ever heard 
in person. And I'm like, well, you saw me in Les Mis, so what the hell's going on? Anyways, yeah, um, 54 all. Below. A, br- yeah. a damning indictment of your performance. <laughs> oh, Woman 5 really was coming for everybody. And then whore number three. <laughs> all right. 54 Below released a video of Susan Stroman and Mel Brooks announcing the virtual <sighs> okay. reunion okay. to be filmed. Okay. I know, I know. Go. It's going to be this fall. Go. They didn't say a date, but it's this fall for the 20th anniversary of the producer's Ashley, we you need to talk about this. Hi. Um, I so I do a writer's hour every day at four. Um, well, most days at four. Usually, it's I do one at eleven and sometimes one at four. So Matt sent sent stories along and included this, and I was on camera for the Zoom hour and literally screamed on camera once I hit play and realized what it was. So I'm, uh, uh, and then sent, I sent it to several people. Uh, I was actually talking about like extensively about the producers earlier this afternoon. So I feel like wild. it was just in the air, but I'm, to be fair, I'm always talking about the producers. I'm talking about producers as often as I'm talking about Sondheim, which spent, I did it, not know. It, I did it, not know you were a fan of that. So the producers is my favorite musical of all time. I have spent many, <gasps> many hours doing highly in-depth timeline research um, for like future, not necessarily a book on the producers, but future theater book timeline stuff. So I'm very involved in the producers. Uh, you can't see, because again, this is a podcast, but there's oh. the window card sitting directly behind me. Uh, so yeah, I I would what you call a fan of the show. Um, so um. I will absolutely be watching this attending in whatever way possible weeping over it were you also at marty cummings um stage fright show Uh, at at therapy with katie huffman were you also there that night because i was there no i was not i was not i know i should have been there but we can't change the past can we (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah yeah okay well we're gonna we're gonna have to like live stream our reactions to this or something for that the show, like me for bl- Patreon only. Me blub, yeah, that's gonna be very, very <laughs> top tier because it'll just be me blubbering like an asshole for however long the show is. Great, that's beautiful. I had no idea. That makes me really happy. But um, <laughs> there we go. Thank you guys for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. Don't forget about our Patreon for Broadway Radio for lots of exclusive goodies, and you get the news before everybody else. That's Patreon.com/slash Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at It's Grace. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and know this is Ashley. Yeah, and if you like, you know, want to earn some brownie points, just like tweet her some producers' lyrics. I tweet don't know. me producer stuff, tweet me Sondheim stuff, <laughs> do it. Oh, <laughs> be oh, all, we'll see you tomorrow. All of it. All of it. <laughs> 